Okie dokie. Welcome to a new installment of the Queen City Roundup, where, um, not, <coughs> damn it. Wow, I'm dying nice already. Yeah. Um, take a sip so of nothing, water. Nothing, there you go. So, sort yourself so nothing, out. So nothing happened last week at all. Um, no, nothing big. Besides me becoming a curb enthusiasm meme, mm-hmm. um, which Joey made it because, of course, you do. Also, I don't know why, like, I don't know if it's my webcam or if it's Zoom, but, like, it looks like I'm, like, in, like, a fa- like a haze of, like, fog. I don't know. I think, I think you just got a, a shitty webcam. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting another one soon. I might just, like, go on Amazon. and like. But anyway, that's besides the point. We're getting off track here. Um, so last week, I made a complete idiot of myself, not just because now I have bangs that a friend of mine gave me uh, a stern talking to about not having them because like apparently they look bad but I can kind of see that um, random tidbit which we'll talk about later when we get to hockey uh, I was ranting about the a certain incident that happened after the Flames Leaf game that happened on Sunday afternoon we'll get to that and after I was making like a snap story about it and like it was like a full like minute or not a snap story it was like a snap like streak post there's like a full minute of it and i was just like this is my logic it you can't argue with it like go fuck yourself if you disagree with me so i'm expecting one of my friends like a partial flames fan to be like or not flames fan but he's like the guy that's like come on i mean like it's old times you know like it's it's fine right so then i get one of my other friends she just sends me a text like what the hell are those bangs on your forehead? And I'm just like, there's a lockdown, ma'am. Relax. I can't get my hair cut now. I mean, I can, but like, we'd have to do it outside. And like, right now, no. Uh, but anyway, random tidbit that I'll, that totally does not relate to what we're going to dive into here. Um, so we, we were originally supposed to end last week's show with baseball. Uh, but then George Springer was like, yeah, uh, I'm gonna let you guys finish. But, uh, the Blue Jays had one of them best off seasons of all time. And, uh, yeah, they did. But we, we talked about the Springer, uh, Springer signing. But, uh, before we started recording for the, uh, our episode tonight, we had another breaking signing of the Blue Jays acquiring. At least it happened before and before the show, not after. Yeah, it's like usually we ha- we rarely have anything break before. We have a couple things rarely happen during, um, but usually it's like every single I, I call it kind of like podcaster luck or like radio luck, where it's like after something ends, when they have like a few talking bomb points, drops. Yeah, the bomb just drops and and like all hell breaks loose, which was basically uh, two last Tuesday night, uh, where. I feel like we can't make fun of this franchise anymore for not signing anybody because this is two years in a row now that they've they got done this. one of the top two free agents. Yeah, this is two years now. And like, I feel like we're just so reactionary because like we see uh, the, we see teams like the Leafs and, and Raptors not being afraid to spend. And then now, of course, like, you know, now we're seeing uh, the Jays finally start spending a little bit of that Rogers money, you know, some of that Ted Rogers funds. Um, 
So let's address the elephant of the room. The Jays acquire Marcus Semyon on a one-year $18 million deal. Uh, I'm mixed about this, to be completely honest with you. Uh, I'll let you go first because you said that this was a W. I want you to justify your decision and show I like you. it. I like what it. because you, though? Yeah, because, well, obviously he wasn't like a Chris Bryant who the Blue Jays are rumored to get, but he's someone that's that's flexible, right? Like, I think the Jays already said – or it's been reported that he's going to he's going to be playing second base. And uh, yeah. So yeah, he's going to be playing second base which gives the roster a lot more flexibility now cuz now you can move Biggio into the outfield making definitely now for for sure making an outfielder expendable which you can um either Grichuk or Guriel Jr. you can like you could trade them away for an arm, which I think is the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays' biggest need right now. Um, he's you can also put him at shortstop if you need to, or or third base. He was third in MVP voting in 2019 in the yeah, American and, League, and in, in 2019 in, in the American League, it wasn't DJ Lemayhew that won it in 20. Who was it? Was it Trout again? Ah, uh, God, I don't remember. I'm curious. But, Hold but on, yeah. I'm gonna. Anyways, he was third in MVP voting, and he had a really good season. Like, last year, his numbers, he got off to a slow start last season, so his numbers got really deflated. But in the back half of last season, he was putting up numbers that were similar to his 2019 season where he was third in MVP voting. So he's someone who's still, like, I think extremely underrated and can, yeah, can, like, really help this team. And to give you an idea, like, I'm just looking – I just pull up the uh, AL MVP voting – Basically, every year in the AL is Mike Trout, it feels like, whether they're dead last or not. Uh, Alex Bregman was number two. This was before... uh, Oh, this is just before uh, the... I guess it's before Trashgate or Gate or whatever. And then Semyon actually beat LeMahieu by a pretty convincing number. Uh, Only 228 votes. Who won the MVP that year? Uh, Trout in the AL. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, anyways, Um, not important, but... The top five were Trout, Bregman, Semyon, LeMahieu, and Xander Bogart, surprisingly. I didn't think – well, uh, yeah, I see it. He had 100-plus RBIs so I'm, and 30-plus homers. Mm-hmm. So that, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, well, now, yeah, I like, want to go – Like I said, like, anyways, uh, sticking with Semyon, he's, he's someone yeah, who brings, like – He's someone who brings good defense. He's someone who brings speed, and he, he can put him in a lot of different places in the outfield. And he can hit too. He gets and he gets on base. Yeah, and uh, I want to go ahead and uh, address the uh, elephant in the room here. And Shai Davidi kind of cleared up the point. Um, so Shai Davidi tweeted this was about uh, about twenty minutes ago or so, uh, saying that the current Jays plan is to play Mar- uh, Semyon at second base with Biggio sliding over to third, where he played ten of his final thirteen games. Okay including the playoffs. Jays will be more open to using uh, Vlad Jr. at third as well, but it's most likely Biggio's spot. So that would put Vlad at first. I don't mind that infield. I don't mind that infield at all. Well, I mean, like, and then, and and also, I guess you can still trade Gerchuk, but if you have an Mm -hmm. outfield right now of Springer, Guriel Jr. and Teoscar Hernandez, and who would be the fourth outfielder? Oh God. Um, not uh, for probably sure. like a, jo- a Jonathan Davis, probably. Okay, I, I don't mind him as the fourth outfielder. So, um, 
Yeah, like I don't mind that at all, especially in the outfield. And with the infield you have, I think you're pretty much set. And there's still flexibility too, where if you wanted to go out and get a Chris Bryant, like if they could afford it. Yeah, and I think that's really what the, the what the organization is really leaning towards right now is they don't want to close the door on anything. Like mm-hmm. there's rumors that they're tied in, not just on Chris Bryant, but I, did you mention Kyle Hendricks before? I don't know if you heard. I didn't. I didn't mention him before. Uh, but apparently but, they're in on Hendricks. But he's weird, someone because I. Mm-hmm. I want to go more I, into depth about Chris Bryant. We can in a little bit. Yeah, but we'll we're, just we're break gonna, down we're gonna this go, a little more. Yeah, we're gonna go on to Bryant in a little bit uh, because I actually have I like like the thing with Semyon is like I was kind of I was in on getting Semyon if a pandemic season didn't happen. Obviously, like his numbers took a huge dip. Then well, again, he just I mean, got off to a slow start. Like I saw exactly. his, I saw his numbers through his first fourteen games. It's really in a fifty-game season, which will completely like deflate your numbers. So, and yeah, so like whatever. But, but I'm I'm not really looking too much into any player's numbers over over yeah. the last sixty-game season. Like he's an average hitter. Uh, his on base is like he's a good three- defender. Yeah, he, he's decent defensively. And, like, the reason why I was a little bit skeptical about this is I honestly thought that Semyon to – I heard that the Yankees were on Semyon, and I figured that would make sense, especially from the third base side because they have kind of a hole there. And, like, we don't know if Andujar is going to really g- mesh into that role. Uh, I honestly – I heard Didi Gregorius's name thrown around a lot, and I personally would have liked that a little more just because like he's played in the AL East in particular uh, and is like a lefty. His defense is pretty good. I think he played a little bit of third last year with the Phillies. Um, so like that, that alone, I think really was kind of like something that I think would have worked. Um, I'm seeing some people saying an overpay because it's 18 mil. Uh, I want your thoughts on that because I, I personally don't think that. I don't think so. What do you make last year? Like 12 million? Something he didn't make much, much less last year. So and like and then I think they, I think also you you throw in a little more money to entice him to play another position at uh, second base. Mm-hmm. I think like like he made thirteen mil last year, and I think that was his mm-hmm. final arbitration contract. And like considering you went off of that year of thirty plus homers, ninety RBIs, you know. He also steals a lot of bases too. Like, yeah, or he doesn't steal a lot of bases, but like that's one thing that I think the like. Blue Jays were lacking in the lineup is a guy with, is a guy mm-hmm. with speed, and now they have that that threat to steal a base or to get a triple or that guy who can score from first to to home off a double. I think well, like the thing with Semyon is like I don't know where he fits in the lineup in the in like the batting order. Do you put him like five and below? You put him in the top. Four? I, I figure you either put him in the top. He's either like to that speed. He's either a top two guy or a nine guy. Maybe yeah, maybe an eight nine guy. Mm-hmm. I think the nine guy usually is going to be your catcher, regardless. Unless your catcher's batting cleanup or something. Yeah, well, there's not really many cases in in baseball where that happens. I think not like not, maybe like not now. There was a few years ago. Are you talking Prime. about Gary Sanchez? No, I'm talking about. Uh, What's his name? Why am I forgetting his name? Russ Martin. I'm about Salvador Perez and like oh, Salvador Russell, Russell Martin in his heyday. Dude, I forgot entirely that Salvador Perez existed. Like, if you look at yeah. the Royals from like going on six years since they won, he's the like World the best Series. catcher in the league at one point, like, especially for his. Yeah. 
you look at that Royals team from 2015, dude, they were good. Like you had like uh, Alex Gordon when he was still hitting really well. Uh, ben Zobrist, who's like Mr. World Series to me. Every team that he goes on goes to the World Series, unless you're the Rays. But anyway, there was a run. Oh, no, the Rays did go to the World bit. Series yeah. with him. My he bad. did. I mean, I mean, win a World Series because he won two with those two teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, they had Hosmer, who was really, really good, but now is very mediocre and overpaid in San Diego. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else they had. They had Greg Holland, who was really gross. Alex Wade, Gordon. Al, I said Alex Gordon. Oh, you did. Uh, uh, Wade, da- Wade Davis was disgusting. Um, Kane. Who else did they have? Lorenzo yeah, Kane. They had, they had Lorenzo Kane. That guy, I remember four. that playoffs he was against Kansas City. Every he was always the leadoff guy. Dude, first, you weren't. He was he was always on base like to start the first inning. He had like a, a no, that wasn't him. That was Alcides Escobar, dude. That's oh yeah, yeah that, was a, that was that was Escobar. That's who it was. Yeah, I forgot about him. But yeah, anyways. anyways. Another thing about the Royals, I went to a game where Donaldson kept getting plunked by Volquez. Oh no way! I was at that game too. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> This was like four or five years before we met. Okay, that's cool. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, going back to Semyon. Um, uh, well, what what I like about this, what I like about this signing is that it, to me, it's pretty low risk, right? It's yeah, it's one, a year. It's one year, not a ton of money, like in in baseball terms. It's uh, he's an underrated player who I think has more upside than he does downside, just by looking at his numbers through the years. It's like a low risk, high reward thing, which is exactly what you want to do. And yeah, we've already touched on this point, but he brings flexibility, which is something that Atkins and Shapiro love his flexibility. I think the thing that really kind of pissed me off, or not pissed me off, but annoyed me, is that like I I wasn't a fan of Biggio at third. Um, I, to me, I think Biggio is like a prime second baseman, but this is also kind of like a good problem to have for the team because you have on that left side going into the right side of the infield, aside from Bichette, you have both Biggio and Semyon who can play all three positions except for the outfield, which only Biggio can. So you have that flexibility with that. And then obviously Bichette doesn't really know how to play third. I don't think he played second at all. So I like figure middle infield, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think like to have a guy like, the Jays were also looking at uh, Andrelton Simmons, which they were looking at like all the way back at the trade deadline, which feels like forever ago. But like the thing with, with Simmons was he was primarily a shortstop. He never played a second position. Yeah. Um, the thing with, uh, with Gregorius and, uh, and what we just said about Semyon is he could play multiple positions. Like Gregorius could play short, but he played a little bit of third with uh with philly and if you look at the third baseman that were really available on the market like uh like there was like what justin turner who was like okay but on maybe on the wrong side of 30 well, apparently he's apparently turner too is also in the blue jays top four like finals list to get him yeah well i think this kind of eliminates that that um possibility now uh, but there is another possibility that we were talking about, which was Chris Bryant, which you wanted to dive into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm kind of like trying to like spin ball it off the top of my head of like what would be fair value for a team like the Cubs if they want to part with Bryant. Mm-hmm. Well, to me, like if you get Bryant, it opens up so much, right? Because then you can put Biggio at 
you could put Biggio in the outfield and put Bryant in at third, and then that makes you can probably include Lourdes Gurriel Jr. in that package to mm-hmm. to acquire Bryant. Which, if I'm getting Bryant the other way, I'd I'd I'd, I'd be okay with parting with Gurriel Jr. And you have the depth at the outfield position too. I think. Yeah, and and just to kind of back up your point here, I just searched up Chris Bryant's name or Kyle Hendricks' name. Uh, and there was an article that uh, came out saying that the the Cubs are reportedly looking at a deal to give the Jays both Hendricks and Bryant. Ooh, uh, I and that just, would include. And just to, and there's a tweet that backs it up. Uh, Scott Mitchell, who works for TSN, yeah. Uh, somebody responded to our, or uh, I think replied to his tweet saying, "Any truth regarding the Jays and Cubs discussing a Bryant Hendricks deal?" Uh, Scott just said one word, which was yes. Cool. And this was on the 22nd, which was last Friday. We are now Tuesday. And now with the room that spring or the rumor that spring training is going to be pushed back. I mean, I think we're going to be in for a really crazy February, dude. I I'm ready for it. Like considering like we knew January stuff was starting to pick up from the baseball market, like real Muto sign today, which like, virtually went un- unnoticed yeah but then re-upped with the team that he was with before it's not really a huge one um and, and i think what it really comes down to is like i think the cubs right now are preparing to tear it down dude you could do a lot like like you said with Lourdes Gurriel jr that's a name that i'm sure the cubs are gonna want especially when you look at their outfield being so bare right now with losing schwarber they're gonna need a left fielder and even I would honestly think maybe Gritchick. I would honestly think like maybe you move Ian Happ into a corner outfield spot and then you're going to have to play Hayward regardless because nobody's taking that contract. And then I think if you give them Gritchick, that's kind of like, okay, that addresses one of our needs. Uh, and the Jays have a lot of prospects. Like uh, if they want to move on from a Jordan Groshans, I think they're willing to do that. Um, if they want to move on from, uh, I, I, I don't know if they want, I think, I think from... you include Groshans if you're making a trade with the, yeah with the Reds. Like, I think I said this last week, cause I mm-hmm. know that they're looking for like their shortstop of the future kind of thing. Yeah. And like, I think with, uh, but that's another thing too, that like not a lot of people talking about the blue Jays still have an absolutely loaded prospect pool that they can yeah. dip into if they need to. Cause right now and... they're a team that's like being built to win within the next couple years. Yeah, and, like, that's the thing that really, um, like, makes them so deadly um, because, like, they have a lot of flexibility. They have prospects. They have roster guys that are ready to go. And you look at the Blue Jays' prospect. Like, I have their top 30 list up here right now. Um, Like, okay, Nate Pearson, he's not going anywhere. Austin Martin, he's not going anywhere. Jordan Groshans is listed as their number three. Uh, but they have him kind of as like a double A prospect of like, we don't know what he's going to be. Uh, and there are a couple other names that I think, you know, the Jays really look at. Well, like, when you're Alex, trading, when you're trading prospects, all that matters is the name and he's a name. <laughs> right. But you have to think like, if you're the Cubs, you want some guys to, to at least slot into the lineup. Right. Mm-hmm. For sure. I don't know if, I don't know if Groshans is ready for the show, but. I think he's definitely a guy the Cubs look at. And there's other ones too. Like uh, I said in my long Twitter thread, uh, Alec Manoa could be a guy they move on from, from a pitching standpoint. 
Um, Eric Pardino has a lot of high upside. Alejandro um, Kirk. Um, I feel Maguire's more likely to be moved than Kirk because personally, I think, especially if you're making a deal with the Cubs, Kirk's name is not going to be thrown into the mix because they already have Contreras, right? Yeah. So they have Contreras, and I think they have Caratini, who's or Cartini, who's their backup. Like I don't think they want a catcher unless they have a very thin catching pool. Um, I honestly think like if you look at guys, like if you look at their team, like they don't have a second baseman. I don't think um, Rizzo might want out too, which I think would be really interesting. Um, I think like it's getting to the point where like they want to tear it down and rebuild it from scratch. I honestly don't know know if they'll do this. I think they might consider it. Does Rowdy Telez go in the deal? Do you think? Well, the and thing is, where they... do you put him now? Like you, mm-hmm. like right now, he's probably the team's everyday DH. Right, but you also have to think of like, you know, I I don't know if they put like the thing is is like, uh, with the cut, like he would play second fiddle in Chicago unless say Rizzo moves tomorrow, which knowing our luck, he will. Um, but like I think personally, like if you're gonna trade him, he's gonna want to be a team's like number one. Uh, first baseman and now with the news that there's going to be no universal dh in 2021 that, really that opens limits, up exactly so like that's the market I, I feel like if you look at like i know they probably might want to move to les but the problem is, is that if you look at the american league like there's not a whole lot of like flexibility when it comes to like teams that he can maybe play for where the jays could get an mlb caliber player back like you look at like like, I won't even touch the AL East just because, like, you know, I doubt they would want to trade him there. Uh, but, like, you look at, like, you go to Minnesota and, like, they have Sano there. You have the White Sox with Abreu. Uh, Cleveland has, I think, Josh Naylor, who's their first baseman now. Uh, like, O'Hearn with the, with the Royals. Like, Miguel Cabrera, if they want to take that contract, that would friggin' be hilarious. Like there's not, and especially in the, in the NL, like I know he would very much be a great NL player mm-hmm. because you look at like, there's a lot of power in the national league, a lot of power hitters, but like, I don't know if there's like a fit. The only team that I think would be interested in Telez as an everyday first baseman would be the Washington nationals. Because I don't know if Ryan Zimmerman, I don't think Ryan Zimmerman is back. Um, so I think maybe they look at that. They get another pop because they had Eric Thames last year. He's not coming back. Um, maybe the Brewers, um, if they need a first baseman, but like, again, like what's like, what's coming back. I feel like Telez's name is definitely being thrown around, but there's no like fits. And I don't think he wants to be, or has the value of a bench guy or, or anything like that. So that's what I, personally think but i feel like there's a lot more names that we don't know that are being shopped aside from like yeah. the untouchables of like the bichettes the guerreros the biggios uh mm-hmm. probably i don't know if guriel's on that list or not i think i think like if guriel is gonna go then you would have to send them to a team like chicago to get like a hendrix back like if they get i feel like the only way they do that 
Like, I don't know if the Cubs want to shed salary, if they want to, like, uh, eat a lot of money. Like, I think, like, you throw, look at Tanner Rourke, they could throw Rourke over there, and they can just have one year of him. He's kind of, like, going to be, like, their John Lester guy. Uh, like, again, I don't know. Like, I could sit here for hours and, like, uh, talk about this. And, like, I, I really want so much to happen. But, again, like, as we've learned over the course of, like, the last four or five months that we haven't had baseball, it ended in October. Yeah. So, like, like three, four, like, it's going to come slowly, and when it does, it's going to hit everybody like a truck. Like, the Springer one hit everybody like a truck. Mm-hmm. And a good So, uh, oh, yeah, especially hit you with the truck because you were convinced that he was going. I became a meme that else. I hope blows up, but I don't know. Because I'm, I don't have the enthusiasm to, to pull it off. Um, so let's go back to the pitching because there's there's a few arms that the Jays are talking about, and one of them I want to eliminate right off the bat. I don't want Tanaka on the Blue Jays. No, I don't want him either. Um, but I've seen a lot of talk about that, which makes me kind of nervous. I don't. Well, think- I mean, they are they already have a Tanaka like player in Yamaguchi. Yeah. Well, he's the ball fan, though. Well, it's it's the inconsistency. Like, I just want consistency, especially as as a starter. You want someone that you know will go in there, give you eight innings, and okay, not eight innings. Sorry, give you six innings and one and like like four or five hit ball or whatever. Like at worst. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, with Tanaka, don't know if I want that. With James Paxton, I don't know. It's his how, health that, that was concerning me. Yeah, it's like what, like what if you're getting James Paxton who hit a no hitter on Canadian soil? Chase. I think he's the first Canadian to do that since like I don't even know what other I don't even know what other Canadian. I think Cal Quantrill maybe. I don't know. I, I I'm I'm a I'm a young kid. I don't know these these <laughs> old things. Baseball's a Baseball, unfortunately, is still an old man sport because they don't want to yeah. be young people having fun. Um, but anyway, uh, Paxton, I don't know. Odorizzi, I would like. Uh, I'd like Walker. Yes, I would very much like Walker. I forgot that they had Robbie Ray until I looked at one of your tweets. Like, dude, I, that was like, what, two days after they won the World Series? Yeah, that was like the first free, that was the first free agent signing, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I was like one of the first ones to, to like let the the pin drop. Mm-hmm. So you know we're gonna be we're gonna be seeing a lot more, uh, stuff soon. But like it's it's getting there. It's it's very much getting there. What do you think their chances are at Bauer? Because apparently uh, they're still in on him. They haven't they haven't like ruled it I out. I think, I think to be honest with you, they're kind of like they're in on Bauer like they were in on Cole. They're like keeping a tab on him. They'll probably throw him a number, but I don't think that they'll really hit home on it. And like the well, thing is, is that I think with a lot of these players, if they're just signed, if they're like year one of a multi-year deal coming out of this pandemic, it might be a wash because like who knows what caliber of the player that we're seeing? Mm-hmm. Because we don't know what it's going to look like. If I honestly think baseball is going to start in May at this point instead of April. Which, which honestly, isn't bad. I, I honestly I would prefer that 
just because like you can have a lot more flexibility, hopefully in the United States and also here as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, like you don't know what the hell's going to happen between now and, and May. Like it's weird that we're already near the end of January and like, like it's like time's going by quickly, but not, I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah. It's like kind of along those lines, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But like the thing is, is like going back to, to the Bauer point, I don't think that he's really interested in coming to Canada just because of the way that the economy is right now. And I think the way that he is, is like, I know like the economy in the States isn't much better, but like, it's something that he's at least been used to. Like if you come over to Canada, you have to deal with taxes. You have to deal with getting paid uh, in American dollars though. And being in Canada. Yeah. But also you have to think about, uh, you know, if they, if he wants to settle for playing in Buffalo for the first two, three months, well, of the it might season, be Florida. Potentially. I think it's going to be or Florida. Flo- or f- well, I mean, I don't know if it's Florida because if you it, like, you saw that that uh, the Cactus League in Arizona was like, we can't run spring training because you know X, Y, and Z. So bad yeah. and stuff. Yeah. What's really funny was uh was Jeff Passan like quoted the tweet and he was like, this was signed by the Arizona mayor. Who is allowing Arizona Coyotes? The Arizona hockey. governor. Or, I don't know. No, I think the mayor signed on to it too because it was. If, yeah, but Arizona's city, not a city that don't have a mayor. Oh, sorry, I'm stupid. I I don't know American geography. Um, but they were saying like, okay, this is a problem. We understand that, but why are the Coyotes allowed fans, and why are the Sharks allowed fans? Because the Sharks are playing in Arizona. And to that, in the back of my head, I want to go to Jeff and say the Coyotes just need money, man. They're 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 kicking the can and they're about to sell. But I mean, like, I don't think anybody. I think if any team is not going to come out of the pandemic alive, it's going to be the Arizona Coyotes. I know we're kind of going to hockey in that sense, but I'll tell you this much before we wrap up baseball: if Arizona has to relocate because they sell the team. It won't be a Canadian team that gets it. That it won't be to a Canadian. Oh city. no! I think I think to be completely honest with you, and uh, especially with moving uh, Arizona before this season to the Central Division, I honestly think that they're going to go to Houston. Like having two markets in Texas, like there there's a market there, especially after Dallas went to the Stanley Cup Final. I think the gears start to turn. I think I think Goldman Gary, he's going to start. Uh, he's going to start. You know, kind of like like. You know, doing like Dallas putting his hands in, together. The, like the Dallas Stars are in the top half of the league in revenue last season too. Yeah, I think they're like the top ten or fifteen most profitable or valued franchises in in hockey. Top, I think they were eleventh or twelfth. Yeah, they're the they're within they're, they're on the verge. I think if they have more seasons like last year, they're on the verge of the top ten. I think personally, and I think that's what we're really going to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, uh. Only time will tell. I guess this is the perfect time to segue into hockey. Uh, yeah. Can we can we rant about Sunday, please? Um. Yeah, we can start with that. Yeah. Um. And then Joey. I'll let you re. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let it. I'll let you recreate your um, your your Snapchat story or whatever it was you okay. were talking about earlier. So. Yeah. So I was I was watching the Flames Leaf game from Sunday night back because the Leafs play Sunday afternoon it was was Sunday afternoon it was a matinee it was a matinee which is going to be weird even though like 
you look at they're only going to do this like maybe like once or twice because like the Leafs are going to be like <laughs> we're not doing afternoon games you can just piss right off but anyway so game goes well i think i thought campbell was really good even though like the two like the two that he allowed like one was a bank off of monahan like whatever the other one was like i think he was screened or was like a really it was like a really clustered scramble that led to a rebound goal what pisses me off is the last 30 seconds of the game. Now, Campbell was not injured because of said player who will not be benched yet because I want to I want to rant about him in a minute. You could tell in the replay he kind of overextends his leg. I think it's a hamstring issue or like when I or something I thought. Yeah, I I think it's personally hamstring uh because he was really favoring his left leg. Um, I, I don't. So, I don't know the the human body anatomy enough to. I really comment. I I would like to assume it's it's like hamstring or quad or something like that because he had a really hard time putting pressure on it. But again, it could have been groin. Uh, but for for all we know, right? So, I will not give flack for Matthew Kachuk for injuring Jack Campbell because he did not. You know, stuff like that happens. Goalies are very sensitive below the belts. You cannot tell me, as a fan of the sport, that he was falling on a goalie because he tripped on somebody. He did not. You saw the clip. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, he initially was falling, but on what point is your knee, like, kicking like pulling back and then jamming down into somebody like on the back of like their, like the tip of their spine or like their neck. And like what what's dangerous is like the goalie's head is like, like it's like, okay, like they have like the, the back part of their mask, but that only goes to like the back of their head. And then right once like you get to like where their neck is, it's basically exposed. So like, he's lucky that that was his knee and not his, his skate. If that was his skate going into his neck, that could have like damaged some vertebrae that could like, I don't know how the extent of the injury could have been, but that could have been catastrophic. Yeah. You don't even want to think about it. Exactly. And like, the thing is, is like, if like, even if you didn't mean to do it, come out and say that you didn't mean to do it. Say like, Oh, you know, I didn't mean to. It was an accident. Uh, you know, I hate to see a guy get hurt like that. You know, be respectful about it. Don't play the friggin' oh, woe is me. You know, uh, this only happens to me. Mm-hmm. Like it's classic of everyone to assume that I'm a dirty player, which in reality he is. And here's where Flame fans are like, oh, well, the Leafs aren't really clean either. They have Wayne Simmons, and like he's pretty dirty, and like. Not really. And they're like, oh, well, the Leafs had Nazem Kadri. And I'm like, well, Nazem Kadri hasn't been on the Leafs in almost two years now. What's your what's your point? And also, like, when Kadri did things, it's not like we defended him. We're like, right? no, remember? Um, yeah, like, we would always, like, be like, yeah, he was stupid. Like, when he when he did that to DeBrusque in the playoffs, we're all like, why the hell would he do that in the playoffs? Yeah, exactly. It was like, you know, it's one of those examples where like a player is so passionate, but sometimes his temper is like it's loose. Steve Dangle you know, used like, to say it best. He'd have this red mist that would just like go over him. And once he had that, you're like, Oh shit. 
you know, he's going to do something stupid. Like when he is against Calgary, when he, I think it was Giordano, right? When he, when he told him he, he was going to cut. He did the yeah. throat slash, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he got fined for that too. But anyways. Yeah, he got fined for that. He got suspended, I think, near the end of that season though, which was funny. Yeah. It was like, sure, just spend our number one center with like three games left of the season. Who cares? We're well, we want last place anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, um, I want to also I want to shed light on a little bit of humor with the Leafs because Sheldon Keith made a joke about how uh, Michael Hutchinson was the uh, the player to go past, or was like a Leaf that went to the second round and like could have went to the Western Conference Final. He's like, oh, he I, he has experience. You know, he's a good goalie. Zach Bogosian in the background, that's just like, the fuck, dude? Yeah. Like, you see this? I, I, I got a ring on my finger, you know? Well, not yet. Yeah, he it. didn't receive the ring yet, but it's going to be there. I don't know when they're doing it. I think they want to do it whenever, like, I think the start of next season, they'll assuming that things are better, right? Because, like, we don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows? Um. Anyways, yeah, what I... I'm more upset at the NHL than I am Kachuk because we know the type of player Kachuk is. We know he likes to cross the line sometimes and be like that. Like that's like the kind of player he is. You don't go into a game against against Matthew Kachuk not expecting something like that to happen, right? I've completely I'm, given up on the NHL player safety. Like I gave up on it. Like, I thought I gave up on it a while ago. But, like, especially to start this season, like, there were three easy suspendable plays. There was the Gallagher hit on Darnell Nurse, which was horrible, and Nurse could have friggin' snapped his neck. Thank God he didn't. There was the Myers hit on, I think it was Joel Armia. Yeah. That that was bad because that, yeah, oh, Yoel, sorry. And literally it was blatant shoulder to head. Yeah, like clear as day in front of the ref. The ref even called it. I'm pretty sure. Um, and of course, no suspension there. And now you have this shit. Like, is George Peros like, like, does he like not know what like a crime is anymore? Like, seriously, what does like, the NHL have a former goon as like the Department of Player Safety too? Well, in theory, you think it works because it's like, oh well, I you know I know what I know what I did, and like this is bad, but like. That's like hiring no. a, a a criminal to like to like be security for a bank, a bank robber. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I've robbed a few. It's like you know, like you can get those uh, beyond scared straight. Yeah. Uh, people where you have like the guys that are in prison and are like, I did this. I went to prison for this shit. Like you gotta you gotta go ahead. And yeah, but they say that while they're still in prison, so it's like they got nothing else to really say to them. <laughs> True, true, very true. Anyways, um, um but like the again, like yeah, the, the Department of Player Safety, I think, should just be abolished at this point. Because if you're not gonna use it. Anyways, yeah, because they always if if Campbell got a concussion, it definitely would have gotten looked at, but they only suspend whenever like an injury occurs, which is I find ridiculous because one of these days the any the NHL has been criticized a lot in the past for the way how they handle CTE and head injuries and all that. And in one day, they're going to have something happen. For example, 
what Kachuk did did to a goal to, did to a Campbell. That's gonna happen in another game. That goalie's gonna, God forbid, break his neck or get a concussion or something like that. And then they're gonna have to be forced to suspend it and make an example out of that guy. Yeah, but like- in reality. They could have already set the example this time and said, no, we don't want any of that to happen. And they could have avoided somebody from having a potentially life-altering injury. But the NHL Department of Player Safety is just like, oh, well, he didn't get hurt. So, you know, there's there's nothing we can really do about it because apparently you have to get hurt to be – you have to injure someone in order to be suspended. I don't know who's worse at procrastinating, the NHL or every local government in, like, North America. Or me. Point. No, like, I remember I made a quip at the at the Ontario government because they were like were delaying the lockdown, and I'm like, I don't know who, I don't know who basically procrastinates more. These guys are like college students, <laughs> and like half the people that were like, nah, 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 I can't be college students. I think the NHL is like the epitome of like fossilized, like Stone Age, trying to move into like the the middle ages and like trying to make that transition that are like 2000 years too late. I don't know what analogy I'm going for, but like they're still playing with like friggin' uh, hieroglyphics on the stone tablets. Uh, And then the NHL is just like, Oh, we have or the NBA is like, Oh, we have like smartphones and we have like uh, screens where we can show our fans up there. Like you guys don't have that at all. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. And what was really funny was uh, looking at the. Uh, apparently, Pierre Maguire was saying that if if the NHL moves to like uh, uh, and uh, like USA Network and like all these other places, it'll be more in the like focal limelight and like be entertained to people. But like, I, I still don't know if that's gonna work. Like, they're like the league is paying for bad decisions that everyone's been making mm-hmm. like here uh, the one thing i'll say about gary bettman he knows how to bring hockey into certain markets to an extent because he's only it's... had the le- he's only had it really fail twice well i would argue atlanta and then quebec maybe well quebec was just like a shitty situation i think too with the way that, yeah that the dollar was back then yeah, and like I think that's what I think what it all comes down to is like if before Batman walks, they may look at that, maybe like coming back to Quebec, but like he's good at I'll say this he's good at finding markets in North America to host and manifest the fan base. He's not good at exposure, he is not good at exposure, and like a lot of it is due to like like the double IHF. Apparently, I heard like the guy who's like the head of the double IHF is like a giant prick who, like, doesn't care about anything but money. Um, yeah. And he's also the head of, like, or, like, the, the the guy that helps negotiate with the Olympics. And it's just, like, I don't know, man. Like, it's really it's really hard to look at it. Um, but, I mean, like, you know, I think what it all comes down to is, like, this next CBA that they signed, let's hope that they can at least go back to, like, po- pre-pandemic success because admittedly there was a little bit of a stable growth especially when the salary cap projections and then covid was just like yeah no we're uh we're done with that mm-hmm. uh anyway so before we get off the talk, well i want to 
talk more about the goaltending situation. Okay, how we'll, we'll, we'll get into that, and then you have another thing coming. How confident are you in Hutchison? Well, not as uh, insecure as you would think, because another reason why he was so bad is because the least defensively were so bad. I don't want to jinx it, even though the team plays like almost an hour after we're done recording, but like I can see this team playing really good in front of Hutchinson. Like defense has impressed me so far this year. mm -hmm. I really love what I'm seeing out of Justin Hall. And for real. from what people are saying in the advanced numbers, he's actually better than Colton Pareko, who Leaf fans were screaming about for like feels like forever. Uh like going all the way back to like 2018, really, 1718, or no, uh, actually 1819. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I what I envision. Um Brody's been, I think, really good after his first two. I games. really like Brody. Riley has struggled, but I'm not too worried about it. It's Morgan Riley. Bogosian has not been horrible. He had a terrible first game. Yeah, his first game was awful. Especially it was atrocious. Yeah, it was like it was unwatchably bad. Um, I think he really bounced back. Dermot, I think he's looked really good, like with his zone entries. Who's going and, in like, for Dermot they, tonight? Let, let, it's going to be Letton and Bogosian as the bottom pair. Okay, I, I want to see. I want to see more out of Letton. Like I want to see. I want to see him on the power do. play. Yeah, I want to. I, I want to see him quarterback that second power play unit. Uh, are you creativity. upset? Are you upset that the Leafs did not get Tyler Ennis? No. Okay, neither am I. <laughs> now that we got, uh, um, I just want to see Rasmus Sandin at, at one point. I want to see how he does. Yeah, I think it's like getting to the point where, um, I think we'll see him soon. I don't know like how soon, but like. I think what it really comes down to is they want to give the veterans two opportunities and then have Sandine come in and be like, okay, well, I can come and work. Yeah. Like, I understand There's, you have to give the time to Lettinen because you didn't you, – you, you, he signed here not expecting to not play, right? So he's going to get yeah. the reps before, before Sandine unless he just plays awfully or something. And I think what it really comes down to and what really kind of screws – the NHL or the NHL a little bit having no AHL really sucks, especially well, it, it's, it's begun. Has it? Yeah, I've seen I tweets it, about I, it. I thought it begins uh, beginning of February. Oh yeah, well it's going to begin. Yeah. Well yeah, it's going to be uh, yeah, and it thus far it really sucks. Yeah. Um, I think I'm hoping that we see like I'm seeing a lot of players more and more going to Europe because they figured like I can go play in Europe. And Jeremy also, Bracco. Yeah, former former. Uh, Second round pick Jeremy Bracco, who actually went before German, I'm pretty sure. Which that makes sense why they want to do that because it looks like, but like I don't know how better the situation, like how much better the situation is in like Sweden, uh, and Finland and all these. Apparently other in Sweden, places. it's surprisingly not well. The well, situation. Yeah. Well, yeah, like they're they they don't really care to be completely honest. Uh, I mm-hmm. think like fin- I think Finland is okay right now. Um, Germany's been heading a lot better. You can go play hockey in the Italian league. Italy's starting to get better in terms of COVID. 
who really wants uh, to, what, what's the competition level like in the Italian league? I, don't, I have no <laughs> yeah. idea. Like, or maybe Switzerland. Pasquale, pass me the puck. Giuseppe hit on goal. Oh, Nunzio with the stop. Oh, my God. Uh, we, need, anyway. we, need, we need more of an Italian hockey market, I swear. If we get more of an Italian market, except there's one player who cannot play on the Italian market, and that's Tony D'Angelo. He can fuck right off. You mean NYR fan oh, bunch yeah, of numbers? Mean, it's a uh, hold on. I got. I got. I got. NYR. All you gotta say is it's, N- it's NYR fan nine three nine two three six zero two four four. That's awesome. Tony D'Angelo, ladies and gentlemen. Which what's really funny? His new Twitter is, account. I think he put his junior number in there too. So everyone was like, "Yeah, it's this guy." That's I don't active. think he picked that number. I think that's one of those auto-generated things. Maybe I don't know. Uh, has he liked any? The last thing that he did was like a Aubrey Huff tweet. Saying, oh, of course it's Aubrey Huff. Oh my God, that's <laughs> you, you can't you can't tell me that's not Tony D'Angelo liking a like that's that's a most definitely a Tony D'Angelo burner if he's liking an Aubrey Huff post. Come on. Do you guys want to see an NHL player have an NFL style tantrum? Here you go. It's that bad. But I mean, mm-hmm. like, you know who isn't bad? New CFL wide receiver, uh, our boy Martavius Bryant. Random sideway. Do we really Actually, care about this, the CFL? Uh, going back to baseball really quickly, there's a nice tweet from, uh, you know that Brandon K guy that broke the Springer trade? Oh, yeah. I followed him, right? And he wrote, the Blue Jays have spent $184.5 million in free agency since Marcus Stroman said the front office would never build around this team. <laughs> That's a big middle finger to him. I mean, like, I love Pyro Stroman, and Atkins like, saw that tweet and were like, okay, bet. Yeah. They're like, hmm. How many zeros to that check do you want, Georgie? <laughs> do you guys really want me? No, we just wanted to prove Marcus wrong. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> imagine if they get like a former Met who played with Stroman next season, and then they're like, "So, season or uh, going well? Yeah, it's Stroman, going well." Stroman, Stroman was a wreck in the locker room. Oh man, he was unconsolable after you guys made all. Those. Do you imagine the, the interview? <laughs> anyway, I really wish you. I really wish he wasn't that bad because the dude is so talented. And he also – he has got a very good positive mindset. I'll give him that. I know, but you then he be, always – he was like this with the Jays too, right? He has the right mindset. Yeah. He has, like, that likable personality. And then he just go and say something stupid. You're like, hey, man, you got to, like, shut your I think he needs mouth. to mature a little bit more. Mature? Dude, He's 30 years old. Is he? Yeah. Dude, how old am I? No way he's 30. He's I gotta, 30. I got to – Marcus Stroman I think this is, is just who he is at this point. He's 29, you liar. Okay, well, he's okay, turning 30. Okay, okay, but he's 30. Yeah, that's what I'll say. Um, I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, I hope that he can, like... I think he was just really, like, bummed out because he really wanted to stay. I think that's really what happened. Anyways. Maybe a reunion can happen. Who knows? Anyway. You want to start this next uh, part? I'm going to intro it because uh, you, you, you really had some passionate things. So, uh, late last night on the twitchers uh not really too late like around like 10 ish 
No, um, before that. But so anyways, not important. I'm I'm gonna butcher it because like I'm I'm very like foggy because I was focusing a lot on baseball. Um, but basically, what happened is uh, the NWHL uh, was trending late in the evening last night, um, and uh, there was a video that came out from uh, can't remember what it was. Uh, it was a number. Oh yeah, a number of people from Barstool were coming out and saying how the NWHL. Uh, that uh, the NWHL should never ha- or uh, was unprofessional because he didn't have a barstool representative or players involved. Um, like saying how like if if you're if you're a hockey franchise or a sport franchise, you have to be affiliated with barstool, uh, which was incredibly stupid because why would you why would you care about that? Um, and uh, one of the players. Uh, who plays for the? Uh, I can't remember what team she plays. I think she plays for the. The Riveters. Yeah, is it? Are you thinking of a uh, Sayora Tinker? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she posted a tweet uh, talking about that, saying, "We, in all caps, as a league, do not want support from any openly racist platform. Point blank. Period. If you, as the CEO, cannot recognize that your pro- platform promotes that of white supremacy." and only further divides the athletic community, perhaps we need to have a conversation. Please keep your money. That right there shows me that this league is going to go wonders without bar. Like you don't need, it, it pisses me off the fact that there's a big company, whether it's like in tech, the, the, the entitlement with bar yeah. in this, the entitlement. Yeah. The, it's like, it's oh like, okay. God. It's like, okay, yeah, you, you you have deals with all these other sport franchises. But you know what came before you guys? The sport franchises. You know what made millions of dollars before you guys? North American sports. Just because you came in, like, they came in, like, what, six years ago? Mm-hmm. Like, 20, like, mid-2010s? Like, it just, you haven't been in the game for that long. And, like, you don't... Like it's almost here's, one of those things. Here's my I'll, thing. I'll with, let I'll let you go for it because I know you have a lot to say about it. Here, here's my thing. Like, I I wouldn't have an issue with Barstool at all. I think Barstool is a network. I guess it's a network you can call it. it yeah, it's like a makeshift platforms. makeshift network. Yeah, it, it it's a multimedia platform that has so much potential to do really good things. And there's some genuinely talented people that work for Barstool. But I cannot yeah. respect something or want to even pay attention to anything that has oh, – what's his name? Um, uh, David Portnoy. Yeah, or Dave name Portnoy was. running it. Like, why would – like, why are you so surprised of a woman's hockey league not wanting uh, a, a company owned by a sexist, a misogynist, a racist, uh, you can add whatever – to yeah, that. the list goes on. Yeah, why would you want that to represent your woman's game? What if have you seen the comments under barstool posts? It's all the it's all like that bro culture and that yeah and that and that like they're all so like it's it, Trump supporters. They basically, basically love barstool. It's 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 the MAGA army. Yeah, it's like, they, it's like they won't go away now because like it's it's, it's they had four Trump, years of freedom. Yeah. Anyways, that's what it is, and like 
And, like, I don't care who's working for them or who's trying to promote the league. Even if they are genuinely trying to promote the league and cover the league, how can you take any of it as genuine when you have when you have Portnoy running that, that company? Like, you can't. And I can already see the comments from those mouth breathers inside, like, underneath any NWHL NWHL um, uh, posts that Barstool sends out. Like, it's like the entitlement is what pisses me off about it. The lack of self awareness on Barstool's end is what pisses me off about it. And the the one who made the, it was actually the CEO of Barstool who put together that. Yeah. Post. And what she did was she publicly named like who it was that was criticizing Barstool, who was affiliated with the NWHL. And what it did was it sent all those mouth breathing fans over to those people's Twitter accounts. They started harassing them last night. Yeah, and it's like and one like, of those it's things... like of course it, it's like, it, and then then Barstool's going to plead. Oh no, we didn't send them to do that. We can't control what our fans do. You know exactly what your fans are like, exactly what your followers are like. They're going to, they're going to do that. That's just who they are. You have to be more self aware. Yeah, exactly. And I think what it really comes down to is like, they didn't have to make that video. The fact that they made that video and then just backed away, just goes to show that they're. Number one, like you said, entitled. They're like, oh, how dare this new thriving league that's, you know, trying to, you know, expand their coverage and whatnot. Uh, how dare they basically, you know, do what do whatever they want to do mm-hmm. uh, without our approval because we totally have a say in what the league does. And like, and the thing is, is like, this is a league that's trying to grow because the CWHL which many people forget, shut fold. down. Yeah, it folded like two years ago. Not even. Was Not like a year. Ago? Yeah, it was like a year and a half ago, I remember. Yeah. It folded. Yeah, and yeah. like, And like they're trying to grow the game. And the, and the problem is, is like having people like this and like Portnoy, I think like is one, is the perfect example of a stereotypical sport guy of I want to have a beer in my hand I want to watch guys beat the ever-loving shit out of each other. You know, I want to watch... My favorite athletes are, like, predominantly white athletes. And, you know, the only women I want to see are, like, friggin' half-naked cheerleaders. Like, that's the guy that he basically wants to be. Mm-hmm. And that's he's fine if a, you want to do that Portnoy, in your private life. Portnoy is such a... He's such a tool. He's such a piece of shit. Exactly. Like, I, and it's like, like, I wouldn't want him... If I ever have, have a company one day, I'd never want him to like have anything to do with it. And like another thing too is like is like how can you say that you're for growing the the NWHL when the NWHL starts and it's doing and it I from based on like what I see from like the people who are watching the Twitch streams of the games, which you can watch the games on Twitch if anyone's interested. www.twitch.com slash nwhl it's twitch.tv you silly sir is it okay sorry yeah twitch.tv um yeah you can go watch the games there if you're interested and i've watched the 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 first two toronto six games and it's a good product on the ice but what gets me is they say that they're genuinely wanting to help grow the game and then they go and shit all over it and making it about barstool again you can't yeah, tell it's, me it's you can't tell me the only reason why you care about it is because you see it as another way to make money. You don't actually care about the growth of women's sports. Exactly. It's like basically I don't want to call Portnoy a millionaire because I'm sure he isn't. But he's like one of those entitled 
rich man that's like i want to make more money and pandemic hurt my funds so i want to go and make more money because i lost all this money and i'm going to go and purge funding from this league and like how dare they make again like how dare they make money even though i'm not associated yeah exactly it's like it's not like it's not like he like is what makes the dollar run like he's he's not in the stock market i don't think if he is i don't think he'd be smart enough like he's Mm -hmm. not in charge of like what grows the economy he's an owner and founder of a business if barstool really wanted to take a stand like and this happened like after all the the stuff in the spring and summertime of all the racial uh and like social unrest that was happening in the united states like didn't they release an episode of their podcast where it's literally just the n-word in like an acronym yeah and they made like, up some acronym so they can call it yeah that. and this was after but that's all edgy bro bro it's edgy oh, it's edgy yeah, it's edgy. It's funny. You're, it's supposed to be funny. You don't have a sense of humor. A, yeah, he's a big man, friggin' guy who's forty-four years old and lives in like. Of course, he's from Boston. He, he, he you know what he is. You know what he is. He's one of those frat boys who still thinks he's a frat boy twenty years later. Yeah, exactly. Like this guy is basically, and, and the thing is, is like what really pisses me off. Okay, the whole small business support thing, great, huge initiative does not take away the blemish of what you did before. Yeah. It's like you can bad people all... can still do good things. Yeah. Like friggin' uh is is yeah. is uh is El Chapo a good person because of all the all the drugs that he he got via taking advantage of people and murdering god knows how many people okay because he gave all that he put that money into the community he's from? Does that make him a good person? Dude, OJ who is the most notorious criminal of the last in decade. sports in the sports world at the at least? Well, yeah. Well, Aaron yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Well, mm-hmm. from the well, I'd say to pop culture too, because like yeah, he, when he popped it, off with all of this stuff, moment. he he was he was mm-hmm. also an actor and, and figure, right? Like mm-hmm. oh, like you can't tell like if you go up to OJ, and like this was obviously before the pandemic, but it was really like kind of sad, but also like really kind of have like a dark sense of humor to it. There was a kid that went to go take a picture with him, and it's like that kid's like eight years old. They don't know shit about you as a football player. They know you killed two people and got away with it. So I'm gonna and, take the, and help make the Kardashians famous. Yeah, and also held up a bunch of guy, a bunch of scalpers at gunpoint because they stole memorabilia. Anyways, between all this, we 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 had a point. The point is, you can't you can't do nice things just to erase your mistakes yeah like if you want to like okay you need to like show genuine remorse in what you have done mm-hmm. in order to like say okay i've changed you know i'm i've been educated i'm reformed all this stuff right you can't just go out and say a bunch of racist and misogynistic stuff one day and then say, oh, no, no, it was just a joke, bro. It was just a joke, bro. Or, oh, no, a, no, 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 no. Portnoy's favorite is, is, is oh, wait, you don't have a edgy. sense of humor? You can't, you, you can't take a joke anymore? Like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. He's literally, like you said, he's an overgrown frat boy who's just obsessed with friggin' stupid stuff. And... 
Well, it's really funny. If you search this guy on Wikipedia, he was actually arrested like two times. Mm-hmm. Like this guy is an epitome of just stupidity. He's and it's just so, up. yeah, it's so stupid about we could, how we could go on and on about him. But if I have to say him or his name one more time, I might actually vomit. Like I honestly if think I say that, his like, name him, or the company's name, him friggin uh, what's a stupid name? Mike Lindell, uh, which is my pillow guy. <laughs> they should, if, if anything, if you want to see, like we were making memes about the McGregor Poirier fight, have like, okay, if McGregor wants to fight Jake Paul, he can fight Jake Paul. If Tyson wants to have another fight, even though Tyson was technically a Trump supporter, Tyson should fight Dave Portnoy for charity. And Tyson should just clean his clock. Portnoy won't do that. He would do that. He won't he do, do that. that. I know he won't do that because he's not smart enough, but like, dude, come on. The Mr. Uh, Mr. Portnoy won't want to do that. Oh, he won't because it's like, oh man, my lawyers and like, you know, all oh, like, I'm too oh, old for that. Anyway, Tyson's like 10 years older than him. Anyway, so mm-hmm. kind of end off on that point. Basically, go watch some NWHL. Can... Yes. Support the product, support the NWHL. If you're from Toronto, which is where we're from, all of the Toronto Six, they have a really good Twitter account. Uh, they mm-hmm. have really good merch. I actually kind of want to buy some merch for myself, to be honest. Um, just because I haven't really like bought any like new clothes, and I figure like I should buy a bunch of sport merch and support. I feel like I should support them just because like they're they're mm-hmm. still trying to to grow their their images. Um, and yeah, uh, you don't need to be associated with somebody to make money. That's no. that's that's yeah, the, the NWHL God's has, honest has the right people in place where they can do that themselves. They don't need the help yeah. of some of some shitty social media um multimedia network if barstool invested money okay i understand but they didn't put a dime in like like why mm-hmm. they don't even care about hockey why are they crying like i don't know um i guess we can yeah, end off um, on some some raptors talk yeah um i don't know how i feel about this team this team is very. They've Dr. won. Jekyll, they've Mr. won four Hyde. of their last six. They have. I think what it really comes down to, you can look at a record in the NBA, and a team will obviously be better than what their record shows, and I think that's personally what the Raptors are. Um, considering they were like bottom three for the longest time, considering they're doing better than the team that went to the NBA final, like I, I think that's a big W. They're basically like. They're not in the playoffs. They're not out of it. They're just there. And like considering they took one of two against Indiana, which they should have won that last one. They just kind of took their foot off the gas late. Um, like you look at the teams that are in front of them. They can definitely beat the Magic. That's not a shock. They can definitely beat the Knicks. That was the first team that they beat this season. <laughs> um, it honestly feels like they can beat the Nets too because the Nets like are so struggling. It's weird. Exactly. It's like I can't remember who it was on Twitter who said this, and I apologize for not being able to credit the right person. But they said 
this could either be one of the greatest things we'll ever see on a basketball court or the biggest tire fire. And I'm yeah. excited to see which one it is. And so far, it's looking like the latter. Well, they're mediocre. I wouldn't exactly call it a tire fire just yet. It's underwhelming. Yes. And I, and very much so. Um, and the thing is, is like, I don't disagree with what Nick Nurse has done with the lineup. I think putting Chris, Chris Boucher in for the second quarter was a good decision. Um, Baines has started a lot better over the last Baines has games. looked better. He's looked like the Baines that we expected when we signed him. Right. So that that's a huge plus. Um, I like how he's – I like how um, Nurse is kind of leaning on his bench a little bit. Like we're seeing a little bit more of – Matt Thomas sightings the last couple of games. Yeah. We saw a Stanley Johnson start. We saw a Stanley Johnson start. Stanley how- Johnson has been getting a lot more minutes than I ever expected Stanley Johnson to get. Paul Watson, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so like just the- – you think this team is in the mix, in the midst of turning it around? I think so. I think it's all going to – the thing that worries me – like they like their next game is uh, tomorrow against the Bucks. Uh, that kind of scares Siakam me. Siakam might not be ready for it. Yeah, you might not have Siakam for that game, which is going to really suck. And like you're going to have a Kyle's run. coming off of a foot a foot issue. And, and yeah, and you have like you're playing against the top scoring team, I think, in in the East. And like their defense though has looked better the last half yeah. dozen games a lot more than that. The last like, and I think that's what they're really looking for. Uh, but the thing is, is that with the Raptors, like they, they're, I don't think any of their big men can really shut down Giannis, and I think that's really a problem. Uh, and also, like, uh, you know, they have good, uh, big weapons like uh, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton that are like very underrated, and like their defense has been really solid over the last couple of games. But also, you have to look at it and be like. Uh, you know, looking at what they've done so far, this team lost to Miami and this team lost to the Pelicans and the Mavs twice to start the season. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's it, what it's all going to come down to is like this team are not just the Raptors, but like every team in the NBA right now is either underachieving greatly or overachieving greatly. Like the Clippers. Yeah, it's a, a weird, it's a weird season so far. The East and the West to me are like completely flipped. And I think what this really comes down to is like the NBA is kind of hoping that like the unorthodox season can like capitalize on it. So I don't know. Embrace, really, embrace the chaos should be embrace there, the uh, chaos, embrace the weird, mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. Um, um, when do we give um, Boucher his six man of the year award and his most improved player award. Do we give it to him now uh, or do we just, I would say, I mean, it's only been 17 games or 72. Maybe what, maybe by like game 30, game 40, you kind of give it to him because like players can like, like Davis, the second half of the season last year was just a monster. First half, he was completely unrecognizable. And then obviously the the second half of the season happened, and it's just like, oh okay, like this guy's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And also like in terms of scoring, like the Raptors, 
Uh, well, let me go to team. Oh, I guess they don't have team stats. That's kind of stupid. I thought it would be like for. Yeah, that's kind of stupid. I thought it was basketball be, reference, like... buddy. Yeah, I'm on Sportsnet. I'm I'm such a homer. I know, but whatever. Uh. Yeah, uh, there really isn't that much else to discuss. Um, oh, we well, we have a some news on the Simmons deal. He is going on a one-year deal to the Philadelphia – or not the Philadelphia Phillies, the Minnesota Twins for $10.5 million per year. Interesting. That's weird. I'm assuming that maybe Polanco moves to third. Maybe they're not going to have Donaldson ready. I don't know. That's weird. Weird fit, mm-hmm. but – who knows? Um, moral of the story here is Randall Gritchick is currently trending right now. Oh, people means... putting together their trade packages for him. That's so definitely what it here's... is. Does anybody have like a trade tweet? Um, okay, so it says... Dream scenario: You complete you complete the off season by acquiring a third baseman, starting pitcher, and and reliever in one move. Gritchick and prospects to the Cubs for Bryant and for Bryant Hendricks and Kimbrel. I don't think they I would want Cap Craig Kimbrel. Two out of three, yes. Craig Kimbrel, no. Nine, if it was five years ago, I'd take him. <laughs> what Craig Kimbrel? Yeah, mm-hmm. like he's been he's been rough. But again, who knows? I think we're gonna find out a lot more over the next couple of uh, couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, do we or do we not want to give our thoughts on who won the uh, Line Dubois deal? Because there's a lot to unpack there. I feel like we should save that for another day. Um, we can do that quickly. Um, I'll let you begin. Yeah. Um. So the deal was. Jack Roslevic and uh, Patrick Lining to the Columbus Blue Jackets in exchange for Pierre-Luc Dubois in a third. Um, I'll let you guys think uh, who won that deal. I personally think that, I mean, it's hard to say. I would say Columbus won the deal because, like, Dubois was great, but, like, he's going to be playing – what second line center and then like who knows what happens with their cap situation with them i think with columbus they have a shot at re-signing line a especially with the finnish connection with kekalainen um and i think columbus is going to be one of those teams like the dark horse team to contend so i mean i think it works for them but i don't know it's just really funny how it's like they both had players that didn't want to be with their team anymore from like what I presume is a personnel standpoint. I'm not sure the details, but, uh, Mm -hmm. but yeah, that's pretty much, uh, that's that. Yeah. Uh, tell them where to find us on the socials, Matt. It seems to be your job now. So you, I, I haven't screwed it up for a while. So, um, Stu, uh, follow us on the Twitter at Q underscore City Roundup and at Instagram at Queen City Roundup, uh, where you can get memes and posts and all this other fun stuff. Uh, hmm. Yeah, hopefully we can get more memes going uh, soon. 
Uh, just got to say more stupid stuff, Matt. I do that every episode. You just decided to do this one now. Whoa. And thanks for that flash, bud. <laughs> All right. So now everybody who is watching on the YouTube or this well, got blinded so by me mistakenly. Well, I turned on my, I was reading something. I was looking at my notifications and I turned on my flashlight by mistake. <laughs> such an amateur. I mean, I do that too, but like, we're not going to talk about that. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it. Any comments that you want to say? Um, screw Barstool. Yeah. All my homies hate Barstool. 